Hello, welcome to episode 50 of Mooncast. I'm going to get Joe on the line again in a moment to talk about the new um, the new Goblin box set. Uh, I think it's called, called Death and Taxes, I think. I can't remember what it's called now. I've ordered it, I can't remember what it's called. But before, before Joe comes on, I wanted to just do a bit of a catch-up, really. I thought episode 50... Bit of a bit of a landmark to do fifty episodes. Um, I want to say a big thank you to everyone for listening and downloading and following. Um, I'm recording this on tenth of May, um, twenty twenty three. I've reached uh, I think about twelve and a half thousand downloads just on Podbean. So Podbean is the um, podcast platform that I, that I upload onto. Um, I know it's accessible on other platforms, but I only see the data sadly on Podbean. But twelve and a half thousand downloads, hundred sixty eight followers, even more listens and downloads. So it feels like it's quite an accomplishment, really. Um, so thank you everyone for listening. Um, and I think I just want to do a bit of a general catch up about uh, kind of where I am with with Moonstone and what sort of future plans for the podcast are really, and generally. Um, good news is, still absolutely loving playing Moonstone. It's still probably my favourite game I've ever played, so I'm not going anywhere, whether, whether you like that or not. <laughs> I'm still playing, still still painting. Um, we'll still be recording podcasts and videos for Yoldi Battle Reps. Um, don't do as much playtesting now. Do a little bit every now and then, but I think Joe and Tom kind of have that quite well covered, um, which is great. Joined Tom at, at Salute this year, which was great. Uh, very busy, and uh, Phil came with me. Um, Phil's—I don't think—he's been on the podcast before, but he's been on. Uh, obviously, he comes on the channel a lot. Um, we had a great time, great day. I had very busy, demoed a lot of people. Forgot how much I enjoyed demoing, so I might try and do more, um, which is good. Um, and I mean, in terms of the the. the the channel, the oldie battle ups. We'll just keep doing what we're doing. We'll we'll keep recording games. We'll keep putting them up uh, and things. Um, for the podcast, um, I'm kind of it's. I'm happy with how it's gone so far. Like I, I like doing. I think me and Joe will keep doing these updates on new box sets they come out. I think that's a a, a good way to introduce people to the box sets and things, um, and to new things coming up. I'm hopefully going to keep doing writing on our as the the writing of the story that I've done recently, the tale of twins, has ended up taking a bit longer than I expected. Um, I'm a bit of a perfectionist with it, so I kind of write a bit and then have to stop and go back and check it and add a bit and then go back and do some more. But um, I've started writing chapter three. Um, I'm trying to make each one kind of a little bit longer. Um, I thought I was going to do it in four chapters, but I think it's probably going to be more like six or eight. Um, my plan really is that in the end it'll it'll be a kind of one and a half hour, two hour um, audiobook. So once I've done each chapter and each chapter's been uploaded and once I've finished them, I'll then hopefully, as long as I haven't <laughs> lost the files or anything, I'll put all the files together um, for one long audio. So one one episode will be released that's just the amalgamation of all the, of all the chapters as well. Um, but I really enjoyed doing the writing, so uh, I, I imagine I'll keep doing it. Um, 
one thing I did think as well, which will be quite fun, it's from an idea from a podcast, I, a different podcast I used to listen to, that if anyone else has any short stories to do with Moonstone, I want to keep it Moonstone based, if anyone has any other short stories they want to contribute to the channel, to the to the podcast, I will, I will I'll read them, basically. So please get in touch if, you, if you'd like to. Um, the best place to find me is actually on the Oldie Battle Reps Facebook page. It's probably the best thing is if you message on there. Um, then that would be that would be fun. I, I'm happy to read other people's. Even if it's just a ten minute thing, even if you just maybe created a character for for Mooncast for Moonstone that might have a card or anything, but you fancy just doing something like that, or you've got a new scenario you want to promote, anything like that. I'll just put kind of fan stuff on here as well. None of it will be official, but. It's it's fun to share things as a as a fan group, so that's one thing I've been thinking about a while, but kind of needed to wait really a bit for Moonstone to kind of grow a bit more, which it is, um, which is great. And apart from that, we'll keep doing things we're normally doing. So we'll do, might do some. Haven't done a battle report discussion for a while, so I think we'll hopefully do a battle with with some of the newer newer models we haven't used with before, and then we can do a do a chat about one of those. Um, always happy to have guests on as well so if anyone's interested in coming on and having a chat about anything to do with Moonstone welcome I haven't kind of promoted that much recently very busy with being a teacher and a full-time parent and everything um, well teacher and full-time teacher and parent um, but yeah please do feel free to get in touch if you'd like to come and have a chat um, yeah that's about it I wanted to do a little introduction before Joe came on um, so he didn't have to listen to me prattle away like this before we started. So yeah, thanks very much. Thanks again, everyone, for listening and and being a part of this journey with me. It's been it's been fun. So we'll I'll leave it there and we'll go and go and get Joe. Okay, so we've got Joe online. Yeah, I, I Daniel. Yeah, it's great to be here for the fiftieth crikey. Uh, that's quite a few now, isn't it? Yeah. Some of them are quite short. Like I've done, obviously, like the um, I've done episodes where like the stories, basically, um, anything that's like a narrative one is often quite. Sometimes I've done literally about like five minute episodes, but um, there's also some that are almost three hours with me and you. <laughs> so <laughs> I kind of I kind of mix up. With it, so yeah, no, I think it was the Leshbot one that was the really big one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we did really well on the last Errata one to not yeah, have it too long. Um, yeah. I think we had Jack on there as well. We did, we did really well. Mm. Um, but yeah, episode 50. And we're talking about some really, really fun looking goblins, I reckon. I'm really excited to have another goblin box out. It's been a while since I've had since it's been a new goblin box. Um, mm. I think the last one was Rule the Roost. I think. I think it was, yeah. Yeah, yeah a while back. I think the goblin airship came out at the same time. Um, but anyway, yeah, new new goblins and and very different goblins. Um, quite quite a um, well, not so much portly P, but Joe Joby and Tax Collector. I feel like a really new, interesting additions to to goblins. I think it's really fun. Yeah, it's a very Moonstone centric box. Like all of it's these good, characters yeah. have um, do something to someone with Moonstones. I need to have a Moonstone. Do this to a Moonstone, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah, which is cool because goblins don't have that particularly. Um, that particular interaction just with just with moon. I mean, you got little bits here and there like dogs, digger, and yeah. And you've got um, 
You've got, the um, King. B- 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 Crossy Balboa, who can pinch Moonstones off anyone. Yeah, but it's quite, it's not easy, though. Yeah, yeah. But, oh, no, actually, um, no, 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 Pinch is okay. Yeah, no, it is, actually. I'll, I'll see yeah, yeah. his, um, his uh, signature move, but that's something a different thing. But there is... Yeah, um, yeah, no, yeah, he can, and obviously Goblin King can, can nick him off people, but um, I think this is... Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get into it when we get, get into them. Oh, yeah. very, very interesting moonstone. There's a lot here. <laughs> so we'll start. So just anyone who hasn't seen it yet, the box contains 3D models. It's got Portly Pete, Joby, and Tax Collector. We're going to start with Portly Pete. So what we normally do, we'll kind of, I'll go through each card, telling just explain what's on it. We'll talk about, I mean, Joe's had a big hand in developing these ones. Um, so I'll let Joe do a lot talking about background and things um and then as usual we'll talk about who they work with uh how and then kind of how to beat them well we'll do all three we'll talk about how to beat them but um so we'll do that kind of that kind of usual thing we normally do and we'll try and avoid going off on too many tangents but i'm not guaranteeing anything i make Um, no promises i make no promises about that whatsoever I think um, it's worth saying before we hit record, we spent about 15 minutes talking and repeatedly saying to each other, we must start recording soon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We didn't start on time because we were talking about other things. So <laughs> and any, anyone who's listening to the first chapter of uh, Tale of Twins will notice that I uh, did mention in there that I'd have to ramble on a little bit. <laughs> OK, right. Portly Pete. So Portly Pete is a goblin soldier. He's got melee three, two inch range. So another... Uh, you know, another big range for goblins, which is good. They can got quite a lot of range for melee. Arcane zero, evade zero. He's got quite a few passive abilities, which are interesting. Um, I really like the first, I really like the name of the first. Asleep on the job. This model may not be chosen to be the player's first activation unless it is the only model which can activate. When it activates, when this activates, it gains plus one melee and minus one evade, which is interesting. So it gets better once he's activated. He's got a halberd, which I believe is new. I don't think there's any other halberds in it, is there? No, I believe this is the first one. Which is plus one piercing and plus one impact, but no minuses to anything else. Got ramshackle armor, same as... um, Same as... Firespitter. And the airship, so minus one to all non-magical. Um, he's got a ability called Secret Stash. This character cannot lose possession of a Moonstone due to an enemy model unless slain. I think it's really cool. So he can't have it stolen off him by Kaufman or nicked off him by um, a rogue. What's her name? What's the Rory. name? Yeah the, yeah, the little rogue. What's her name? Uh, Natty. Natty, yeah, Natty. that's one. Kind of nicked off her, but knocked him by Natty. I think that's quite a cool little ability. So he's a very safe Moonstone holder. Oh, yeah. He's got an ability called Goblin City Guard. Um, if a goblin is in possession of a moonstone within four inches and line of sight that suffers damage, you may have this character suffer all that damage instead once per turn. So kind of like Bodyguard, but it just affects goblins with moonstones. So as we mentioned, this is already, we can already see two abilities on here that's to do with moonstones. Um, and he's got one active ability called Stand to Attention. Cost two, four inch range once per turn. Target other friendly goblin gains plus one energy. If the target is a soldier, it may also move two inches. So that includes Doug, Bishop Sid. Um, are those the only two goblin soldiers? 
Oh, no, uh, fire spitter. Yep. Fire spitter. Yep, fire spitter. This is lethal. And, with and, fire and, and, and anything that moves the fire spitter is pretty lethal. Anything okay. which moves the fire spitter and gives him enough energy to take a second shot is yeah. Oh man. I have I have like blackout memories of facing you in that tournament, Joe, with the fire. <laughs> I, 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 I block I block it from my memory, and then it comes flooding back, and I just get into a cold sweat. <laughs> wake up in cold sweats at two in the morning. <laughs> I wake up screaming, and my wife's like, "What is it?" I'm like, "I joked about playing Joe with the fire spitter." <laughs> looks at me with a really weird look. Um, That's even better. You get you get the fire spitter to pick up a stone as well. Now the fire spitter's got a bodyguard too. Oh, oh. <laughs> anyway, just moving on, finish off the rest of the card. So, signature move is on thrust. He's got eight health and three energy. His upgrade is on thrust, causes impact, so he gets the plus one. Doesn't do a normal amount of damage, does nothing against high guard, nothing against low guard. One against falling swing, zero, zero, one, down to rising attack. Um, no damage against anyone that's further than an inch away. That's quite an interesting one. And um, the same effect, if the enemy is within an inch, it is moved one inch directly away from this model. Um, so you can kind of push someone an inch away and then still hit them again, which is cool. So not not an overly terrifying um, signature, but uh, but a good one. A good one. Um, I'll let you, because I know you've had a lot to do with these models, Joe, so I'll let you have a bit of a... Um, a bit of background, like how how did Portly Pete start? Uh, where did uh, it come from? Portly Pete started from, and Tom will better te- will put, would probably best describe this. So I'm just going to sort of um, tell you what I can recall. Portly Pete started off as a character um, somebody created during an RPG session with Tom to test the Moonstone RPG esque thing a while back. So a guy called Mark um, Tava came up with this character, Paul. Of, of course it was Mark, yes. Yes, yes. With this, yeah, this very um, robust goblin with um, armoured in, you know, this this big armour and he's got a place to statue of moonstones, nice, secret and safe. And, well, I mean, how could you not love that idea? And Tom clearly loves that idea. So, yeah, he had to hit the... He had to uh, get into the game as well. Um from then on out, I think the main, I think the main thing we wanted to make sure we really uh, kept was the sort of secret stash, being able to sort of keep those moonstones safe within his armor, and then everything else sort of, um, sort of organically formed around that. So Goblin City Guard was like, oh, we can give him another funky moonstone ability, and after doing tweaking bodyguard, it felt like we can, like if this wasn't once per turn, it would be way too good. But now the bodyguards once returned, we can, you know, this is basically yeah. bodyguards for other goblins, so long as they've got the stone. So, yeah. Um, and then the sleep on the job, I can't remember. I think it was Susie who came up. Because, I mean, Susie was very much imagining him as this, um, sort of this, 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 you know, uh, sort of the professional goblin city guard. But because he's a goblin, professional comes with an asterisk and several footnotes. Yeah. Uh, this one being, he's really lazy and he's never yeah. paying attention. Um, so yeah, his stats are like, as as with a lot of goblins, you look at his stats and you're like, oh, it's three melee, two inch range. That's not great for a melee character. That's that's a lie. 
he's not got three melee. He's got four melee the second he activates, and then obviously it's during his activation he's drawing six cards. And um, if he's got the king around him, um, you can get the king to reactivate him. Uh, yeah. And that sleep on the job triggers every time he activates. So if oh, you activate yeah. Portly Pete, just do nothing. Then reactivate him later with the king. Portly Pete's going to be sitting at five melee and minus two evade with five energy. And yeah, yeah. he does a decent chunk. In, for, for a goblin, he does a decent amount of work in melee. And I mean, it's not like human levels of sort of beat stuff up in melee, but for like a goblin, it's quite potent. I mean, he's yeah, got... yeah, it's kind, of, it's kind of on par with with Doug and Vicious Sid, who are both good in terms of the amount of damage I think he can do. Mm. Um, yeah. yeah, definitely. If you think about the other goblins that do that can hit a bit. Um, Doug being the classic, mm. Crusty can hit a bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, Seasick used to be incredibly hitty. I wouldn't say yeah. C62 version 1 was incredibly hitty. I'd describe him as incredibly overpowered. But, um... It was very <laughs> yeah. he, was, he was brutal. Um, he hurt. I, I remember him, like, yeah, like killing Panty Hat relatively, mm. re- relatively easily. But anyway, yeah. that's our first tangent. But, um, <laughs> but, yeah. but yeah, but he, he's kind of on par with those other other hitty goblins but mm. but like i kind of think that goblins shouldn't be really they shouldn't be human levels of hit oh no, no. Like they, shouldn't, they, they, they shouldn't be able to hit like fritz like fancy hat like um swash um mm. but it's good they've got ones that can get somewhere in between yeah um, and this guy the one thing that you look. I, I mean, I'll, I'll, you look at his card, and you think it won't come up often, but it comes up pretty much every game, and you're always cursing Portly Pete when it happens because it happens every single game. Is there's always at least one turn of the game where you want him to activate first for some reason, and you just can't because mm-hmm. it's asleep on the job. It's the having a melee model being able to activate first in a turn is really important because like if you've got a model like fritz sometimes you can activate him top of the turn and kill something before he activates portly yeah. pete can't do that and it is absolutely painful when there's a great opportunity for portly pete where portly pete would be able to activate first kill something but no he can't he's you know a tad uh, drowsy at the moment so no you have to wait till later is an exception to that if you activated the king first I, I thought you were about to get on to that. Yes, that is the one exception. You can activate yeah. the king first and then immediately chain activate him. Yeah. So having the king around with this guy is really useful for the sort of forced first in quotation marks activation or the sort of hold him back, sort of dead activate him and then chain activate him later and have him go on, well, the closest things the goblin can ha- goblins can have for a, a melee rampage. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if you because they've got other ways of boosting energy. Um, obviously, like Sid can not Sid, um, Stew can yeah. give energy. Um, Fire Spitter can give energy. Um, Shabaroon obviously can give energy. So if you can kind of, mm. I mean, you, you, that's kind of very much centering it around Portly Peak. But you could give him that energy, activate the King, and then activate him, and then suddenly he's got like, I don't know, it could be. I mean, with Shabaroon, it's random, but. <laughs> Let's say he's got one of him, it would be he'd still be on eight energy. <laughs> yeah. And that's um, gonna hurt. <laughs> um 
Eight um, energy from all of uh, eight attacks from all of five melee, and yeah. bonus damage to everything that isn't a sweeping cut is quite nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I, got like I said, that that takes a bit of build up, and I think if I was playing against you, I'd say you against an opponent playing that, you'd, you'd see that mm. and be like, I'm just going to move away from him. Yeah, and <laughs> obviously, that's a step, of course, but. Um, and whilst you're setting him up and not activating him, he's got evade zero, so he's quite yeah. easy to manipulate. Like if you spend a bunch of time setting up another goblin normally, and someone wants to like, oh, well, I'll just drain the energy off him or do some detrimental effect to him, it's normally quite hard because you know most goblins are minus one evade. This guy, if he ain't activated, he has zero evade and he is quite easy to hit. Yeah. Which yeah um, yeah yeah. So it's a bit risky. So it's, a, it's the kind of thing you could do, but it's it's it comes at a bit more of a risk than. Um, yeah, there must be others, but it is a, it is a thing. It could be fun if you can if you can pull it off. Oh yeah, um, it makes him. It's it's weird playing against him because he's quite easy to play around, especially if you have the first activation. Because if you have the first activation, you get a model act to activate. Then the goblin player has to activate a model which can't be portly Pete, and you get another activation. You've got a good clean two activations before portly Pete can even activate. So you can set up a kill where he can't do anything to interrupt you or yeah. you could just sort of ignore him and deal with portly Pete later in the turn. It's, it's a really weird sort of activation timing thing, which some goblins, I mean, mainly the King has at the moment where he can force activations and chain activations, but there's that, that theme continues to another model in this box. Yeah. This box, this, a lot of the models in this box sort of theme on a lot of the things the Goblin King can do. This is a Moonstone manipulation and the weird activation shenanigans, but they sort of dial it up even more and uh, exacerbate it. Yeah. But, but I think I, the thief on the job is quite good for him because I think if he didn't have a thief on the job, he'd almost be a bit too good. Oh, it's kind of, yeah. it's kind of that, that kind of kind of things like like fairies, just simple things like fairies having weakling is really important. Yeah. Otherwise, I think it would be mental. Um, Sometimes if you've got some really cool things on a character, you need to put something in that's not so good to yeah. offset it a little bit. It, so It also really... Re you know what you normally like doing with models that give out energy? You normally like activating them first so you can give energy yeah. to models and it can use it. This guy has an ability which can give out energy with stand to attention, but he's not allowed to activate first. That also, yeah, I, yeah. It sounds like I'm talking down Portly Pete a lot. <laughs> he's, he's great. <laughs> he's just... He's great. He does a lot of work, but you're going to be you're going to find him really annoying because <laughs> he's never quite ready when you want him to be ready. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's um, kind of just a fun little thing to add, isn't it? That's like an extra thing in the game that he's, yeah. that, um, you know, that's what that's what helps keep the game fresh and interesting. Is that new characters are different? You know, yeah. I've said it for a long time that whenever these new characters come out, I'm always like, wow, I can't believe Tom's still managing, or Tom and now yourself, is still managing to create characters that are different from what there already is. Yeah. Because I, yeah. yeah. I, I honestly think Portly Pete might be one of the models I've shouted at the most whilst playing him, <laughs> just because he's never <laughs> ready when I want him. He's never ready when I want him to be ready. And it's, uh... But honestly, uh, we're talking about the melee thing. He is great. He's like great for a goblin asterisk in melee. But honestly, most of the time, I'm just using him as a support model because... Yeah, that's kind of I, I kind of see him like that as a kind of a safe support model. Rather yeah. Than, uh, he, isn't, he isn't... I mean, I mean, people do this a lot when I see people play, and I think that was a mistake. And they kind of charge, dug up the middle, and then kill someone, and then immediately just die. Um, <laughs> I don't see him like that. I see he needs to be around another goblin. Yeah. 
He wants to be near them for standard attention. He wants to be near them for Goblin City Guard. Mm. He's also, you know, you want him to pick up Moonstone because he can't lose them. So yeah. you're not well. Be... Well, there's the thing. That's the well, that's the weird thing with his. He wants to. If you want to keep a Moonstone as safe as houses, he picks it up. But you kind of want some of your other members of your troop to pick up Moonstones as well because then he he provides bodyguard to them. Yeah. So it's well, a really weird thing, choice of where your um, Moonstones go when I mean, you get to take. He can have his moonstone taken by the king. Yes. So that's the thing. You know, you mm. could take him and think, well, actually, I want to do something else now. King Activates does give me, um, because it, because just to make it clear, the rule is the character cannot lose possession of a moonstone due to an enemy model. Yeah. Not a friendly model. Yeah. A friendly model can can take it off him. Um. So that something to remember, but um. Yeah, as I can say, when we get on to Joby and, and um, Tax Collector, we'll see why he's not the only one you want to have it. I mean, you kind of want him to have one. Then you've yeah. got one safe one, but then... Um, and because you've got two-inch melee as well, and uh, he can kind of guard another one, maybe. Mm. Um, well, I was playing when I was uh, one of the later games I was playtesting these guys with before they got sent off. I was playing against somebody who's had a couple of rogues, and he just happened to have all of his models with robbery on one side of the table. So I deployed Pete on that side of the table, and I made Pete pick up the stone because, yeah, um, basically his models with robbery ran out and went, and went, wait a second, I can't nick his stone. I'm like, no, you cannot. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, the models on the other side of the board, not near models with robbery, picked up stones for their free bodyguard. Which happened to be, I think, I think it was Doug and Sid. I, I quite like, I quite like having the stones on um, the Goblin soldiers because normally you've got obviously you put, put you put a stone on a model, it becomes nice, very slow and there. Uh, um, not so much a problem with the Goblin soldiers because he stands them to attention and that sort of makes up for that two inches of jog they've lost by picking up a stone. And by picking up a stone, they've become tougher because now Portly Pete can bodyguard for them. Yeah. Just one thing I'm going to add, just to be, because I'm being devil's advocate, I suppose, is if you're playing against pirates, don't let him anywhere near Swiggity. Keep the stash off you, and then someone else can make him safe. So just... That's absolutely <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> or what, even better, he could nick Goblin City Guard, and if he's in a, if he's in a list with other goblins, he's then got, got it, and you lose it. <laughs> so. And now I've got and now I've got this image of uh, Swiggity Swooty diving in front of a moonstone holding El Capitano saying, Get down, Mr. President. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I am on a different lesson I've just thought about. If yeah. you were doing this is a very much a niche thing. Oh, those are my favourite ones. Wouldn't happen very often. If you happen to be playing something like Two Headed Giant, yeah. And let's say you had this this troop box, Portly Putin. And the other, and your, and your friendly person had Swiggity. If they went first, the pirates, Swiggity could steal a sleep on the job. Yes. Portly <laughs> which and he's already activated because Swiggity's activated, and then Portly Pete activate when he likes. Ah, <laughs> oh, yes. It means he wouldn't get the plus one melee and the plus, and the minus one oh, of eight, no, but he no. could then go. If you need him to then go next, you like okay, now he can go next. So it's just a fun yeah. little thing that you might that could. It's hardly ever going to come up if you're well, doing it. Well, it could be if, hilariously come up. <laughs> if you want to layer a niche situation onto an even more niche situation, have the player <laughs> with Swiggity have the Goblin King 
So the Goblin King can reactivate Swiggity, who now has a sleep on the job, to get the melee bonus. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Why not? But um, um, in terms of like, like an like an easy troop, I like just throwing Portly. If I just want to put Portly Pete on the table with just like a simple troop, um, the st the starter set is brilliant. Uh, this either that or the Goblin City box plus Fire Spitter, because you've got two soldiers with Goblin City, a healer with Beaky Bobby. Then if it's the starter set, Grub, who is never bad. Uh, but if you don't have the starter set and instead plump for Fire Spitter, then um, I don't think I need to say much more. You've got a model which can give the Fire Spitter uh, additional energy to fire a second shot and can move him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, anything, anything with an ability to move models outside their activation is so powerful in this game. Mm. I think it's something that I see many new players sort of really overlook how important it is to be able to move outside your activation and just how yeah. strong that is. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's kind of like giving them bonus energy, but I fear if I go down that uh, route um, on this podcast, I might. Go on a half an hour tangent. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, goblins have got lots of ways of adding energy, and we, we've yeah. covered about that already. So we don't need to go into it not that much more. I mean, you've got other ways of doing it as well, and things. And I mean, you, you can then get into the realms of like much more, but with things like the upgrade cards and things as well. Like if you make so if you can make him a pirate, for example, <laughs> somebody El Capitano. He he starts the game. He starts the turn with four energy. <laughs> so or or hear me out. Um... Can, I, oh, can, is Conscription a Dominion card? The one that turns Sorry. models into soldiers. I really hope so, because if so, you can conscript rivals and make him a goblin soldier. Oh. <laughs> I've got the cards in my little book, so I'm just going to have a look. Yeah. <laughs> it's not enough for a bonus cannon shot, but it's silly enough to be fun, I think. It, it's, it's a Dominion and Commonwealth card. Ooh. <laughs> Both non-wizard only, the character gains soldier keyword. The first wound this character suffers in a game is ignored. So yes, you could make my I mean, a soldier. You could make him a soldier and a pirate. Stick El Capitan <laughs> and Portly Pete with him. Why not? That would be hilarious. I, I think I'm just thinking about TNG's current uh, campaign video series, because I think they've got pirates with rivals. Yeah. Nice. Cool. All right. Well, I think we'll move on to the next one, because then we can... Um, we want to do JB next. Um, tell you what, I'll let you talk about JB straight away because he's got a fondness for you, hasn't he, Joe? He, he's got a fond, he's got a fondness for me in the same way that Brother Daniel might have a, you might have a slight fondness for Brother Daniel. Yes. Why is that, Joe? Because <laughs> I was messaged about two years ago from Tom saying, "Hey, you've done a lot of playtesting. Do you want a model based off you?" And I'm like, I would absolutely. I think I said, oh, yes, please. But internally, I was thinking, God, God, yes, please, 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 please. That would be amazing. Um, so I set about creating one of the most weird models ever to design, balance, and playtest. And he responded by offering me a job, so I had to playtest him. So <laughs> I kind of scored an own... You can playtest it instead. I kind of scored an own goal on that one, but here we are. I'm still quite happy with the end result. I think I managed to get as many references to British comedy as I could in it, and I'm quite happy yes. with that. Yes. So yeah. I, 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 I did. Rec I, uh, I recognise the first three. Is, is second hand pistol? Um, is that, is that, no. Is that, is that, uh, I also no, I recognise the first three. 
Oh, I'm I'm so happy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I, like, I, like, I like I like classic British comedy, so. Oh. <laughs> Ditto. You might be able to tell by the way I've named all the abilities on this guy. Yeah. Um, um, all right. Well, I'll, tell you what, I'll, I'll still read out the card as normal. Oh, um, please go for it. So Joby is Joe's model, which is great. Um, he's a goblin rogue, which is when is the first goblin rogue. Oh yes. He's the I first remember, goblin rogue. I remember because when I was designing this character, someone on the Discord uh, um, left me a comment saying, "Hey, wouldn't it be cool if we got a goblin rogue someday?" <laughs> yeah, it would. That's be very um, quiet. <laughs> yeah, so his first um, ability is called the Bright Side of Death. <laughs> um, <laughs> please tell me people know you get that get that reference. Um, it's this is a passive ability. This is only passive ability. It's immediately after models have been deployed before turn one begins. Friendly characters with reanimate gain reanimate Joby zero. So it costs zero. Place friendly slain Joby in base contact with this model. Restore all its Health, it gains plus two energy, it may activate this turn. A friendly Joby may only enter play via reanimate Joby once per turn. So he can't be reanimated several times with reanimate Joby. Correct. Doesn't mean he can't be reanimated with reanimate. Correct. It's not reanimate Joby. So that's, I'll, yeah. we'll probably talk about that more, but, um, and that's until the end of the game, so everyone gets that. He's got a cunning plan, because he's bald in disguise. Um, cost one. This model may place one moonstone it is in possession of within two inches at depth value of one, then it is immediately slain. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> so, so when he's done have, that, he dies. <laughs> this might have been the ability, the aforementioned ability, which was an absolute pain to play test and get it just right. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember I remember playtesting playing it. I think I don't know if I played against Tom or I played against me and Jack play tested these guys, I think, a couple of times, and remember going, "This is weird." <laughs> <laughs> um, but fun. This next one is my favourite because Red Dwarf is probably my favourite British comedy ever. Um, and the bridge is called "That's Mine, This Is Mine." That's mine. This is mine. That's mine. I can't That's not say mine, it. This is mine. That's mine. Yeah. All this is mine. Yeah. Um, I, I, I was Go very on. lucky to actually meet Danny John Jules in person once. Really? I, I, I went to oh. one of the comic. I went to Comic Con once, and he was on a panel with Chris Barry, and it was my brother met Chris Barry once. Very um, surreal. Really jealous. He was on like a just a sales stall with his ex wife, but we got a picture of him with. He just said that Chris Barry is just exactly like Rimmer. <laughs> he is. He really is. He's just like just like the way he talks stuff. It's just it's just Rimmer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but I've often thought. Um, sorry, this is now real tangent. Um, is it I Robert? I think we're allowed this tangent. This is an important tangent. We can. This is an important tangent because Red Dwarf is amazing. Um, mm. What's the guy called who plays Crichton? Is it something oh. Llewellyn? Well, isn't he? Oh, I feel... Robert Llewellyn? It sounds about right. He, yeah, yeah. Whenever I see him in anything else, it's like, that's just Crichton. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, like he, he, he presented the Scrap Heap Challenge. Yeah, I... I was just about to say, I always found it weird. I'm like, you're just behaving like Crichton. I always find it weird, yeah, you turn over at the channel, it's like, oh, why is Crichton's presenting Scrappy Challenge? Yeah. Um, uh, anyway, yes, that's mine, this is mine. Cost three, um, <coughs> this model gains possession of one Moonstone it is in base contact with, regardless of its depth value or or enemy engagement. And that that is really cool. The or enemy engagement is really awesome. Like, if it was just regardless of depth value it's like well that's only good against 
it's only good for Moonstone's death value of four. Hmm. But the fact it's enemy engagement as well. Um, well, obviously those cunning plan and this is mine. You kind of kind of can kind of do together, but we'll we'll get on to how to play him in a second. He's then got a second hand pistol. This is an arcane ability. Cost two six inch range. Oh, I love this one. Target other model and this character suffer X impact damage. <laughs> it's where it was working when he bought it. Yeah. Um, I also like the fact that he's the only person with a pistol that doesn't have reload. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he can fire it twice and just hurt himself twice. Um hmm. this character is slain, then the target loses possession of one moonstone they are carrying, place it in base contact with the target at a value of one. So he can just do a catastrophe and you have to drop your moonstone and he dies, which is just freaking hilarious. <laughs> um signature move is on low guard. Um it's play dead, which is the same as the mortician, isn't it? Hmm. Mortician is play dead, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So basically it does no damage to anything. And enemy characters cannot target this model with actions until this model next performs an action or the end of the turn, whichever comes first. So basically, he can just pretend to die and then you, you can't hit him anymore, um, which is cool. Um, I'll, let, I'll, I'll, I'll let you run with this now, Jay. Yeah. Go, go ahead. What, how, how are you going to use him? Apart from both hands, <laughs> it's just going to be a massive pain in the ass to the opponent. Yeah. He's basically an absolute pain in the neck, but his main sort of purposes is to pick up moonstones that's pretty yeah. much it he he can get to any moonstones he can pick up pretty much any moonstone he runs up to moonstones and picks up moonstones but he does it in a very roundabout way in the he's one of the only models in the game who picks up a moonstone and has got right i've got this now now i'm going to now i'm going to become slain yeah so and drop it within two inches so just like literally and you've got to think about how far that actually is in this game. If he's just touching a moonstone, picks it up, and then drops it two inches the other side of his base, it it's moved like four inches. Yeah, it's you know uh, think about the think about think about the width of a moonstone, the width of the base, and that two inches. Hmm. The moonstone only has to have one tiny corner of it within two inches of him, doesn't it? It's yeah. not wholly within; it's within two inches. So yeah. he can move a moonstone quite far. He can and not only that, he can stone. do it. Not only that, he can do it. I mean, he has to get he has to get an extra energy for it. He can do it while he can go up to someone who's holding a moonstone, who's who's stood next go up to an enemy who stood next to a moonstone, dig it up, and then chuck it behind him. Yeah, <laughs> which is just that, amazing. That's it, amazing. It requires setup, but yeah, he can. Yeah, he can re- really get stones out of the enemy's grasps either. You know, if they've got a melee zone over it, or if he's feeling lucky with the second-hand pistol. Um, I'm trying to think. We could go over it, I guess, one bit at a time. So the bright side of death. Um, friendly characters reanimate. That is obviously only Mortician at the moment. Um, and you can't reactivate him to get him to reanimate Joby again, because that was way too good. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, remember, I remember when I playtested it first, there was no limit on the number of times you could do it. So he was just activating multiple times in a turn. And yeah. it's just like, this is ridiculous. You, we, 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 we can't have this. Can you do, I think I said at the beginning, like when I thought about it, you can do reanimate Joby and then you can also do reanimate. Yeah, you can reanimate so him. Gained energy. You can do reanimate and then do reanimate Joby for free. Yeah. 
You can reanimate him normally, but then he comes back as a normal reanimated model. So in Joby's case, three wounds and no energy, which is quite a sad affair. <laughs> yeah, you don't really want to. Yeah, it's not ideal. You, you, there'd have to be a very strange and interesting reason why you'd do that. Yeah. Um, he might as well paint a target on his head saying, kill me if he comes back with three wounds and no energy. Yeah. Um, yeah. But um, yeah. There might be a reason to do it. It might be, yeah, there might be a reason why it comes up. But, yeah. There's I mean, probably some. First, so. There's probably some really weird niche situation where it might help, but it's I can't think of it at the moment. <laughs> but um, I mean, I guess it would be something like Joby's gone first, grabbed the moonstone, chucked it behind him, and died. You reanimate Joby, he does it again because mm-hmm. he can then activate next. So you've still got your four, four other people to activate. You could. Oh, no, please, no, yeah, I don't know how you, you'd have to activate like the king, he'd have to activate the mortician again to do reanimate again. Yeah, yeah I can't there's like, if if you like plot out a flowchart, there's a way to do it, but it's probably, but it's weird. But yeah, what it you was... it also probably isn't worth it. <laughs> no, probably not. You're probably spending like nine energy to get Joby to activate one more time with zero yeah. energy, which it just doesn't yeah. feel worth it. But... I mean, you do it just to be able to say you've done it. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's that's fair. Bragging rights is absolutely yeah. a fair yeah. a fair reason to do it. But no, as you were saying with sort of activations, um, he is a great... Um, if you have to activate a model and don't want to really do anything or commit to anything, he's kind of great at that because you can activate, do either a second-hand pistol or harvest a stone twice and then um, a cunning plan, and then you just bring him back later to have his proper activation. So you can have some situations where you have one more activation than the opponent expects and you can get them sort of feeling nice and comfortable and then you do something weird with Jovi and now you're ending the turn with two back-to-back activations, which yeah. say you've got the fire spit around and portly Pete, that can be quite dangerous. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. The one thing that just one is worth mentioning to people who are listening that with a cunning plan, he can only place one moonstone he's in possession of. Mm. So if he dies with two moonstones, he can chuck one two inches behind the other one is placed as normal. Mm. Um, yeah. He can't chuck them. He can't chuck them both behind him, basically. No. Um, I say behind. It could be in front, but you know what I mean. Usually, yeah. it's going to be behind, back towards your other yeah. models. But he's good um, at chucking them forwards on uh, turn one. My favourite deployment for him on turn one is, you know, when you drop the stones and sometimes you have that one stone which is right at the back of your deploy, like really deep in your yeah, deployment zone, yeah, like four inches like from the board edge. The most annoying thing possible. You deploy him in base contact with that. Turn one, he halves it, jogs up a cunning plan. Now it's on your deploy, and now it's on your deployment line. Yeah, just someone who's closer can pick it up. Yeah, that's what yeah. I was thinking as well. Is that Chuck- to have the ones that are far, that are annoyingly far back. Yeah. You're like, oh, great. I'm going to pick it up with someone. They're going to spend all game just slowly plodding towards the rest of the gameplay. Um, yeah. Well, you, chuck it, it, you can chuck it to the mortician. And the mortician can activate, spend one energy to pick that stone up. He doesn't care. He's slow anywhere. Uh, anyway, yeah, yeah, mortician jogs good, forward, yeah. steps, reanimates Joby, and Joby's back for round two. Yeah, exactly. Mm. And cool. um, having a stone on mortician uh, with Joby... If if you've got Portly Peter around, it's quite good because the biggest weakness of Joby is if you kill Mortician, you've basically killed Joby because Joby yeah, doesn't. Can't, can't do he, 
he is yeah. usually being slain every time he activates for one reason or another. So Mortician is in Dominion absolutely crucial for him. And if he is killed, it's very bad news for Joby. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So that's that's basically that that's obviously a top tip for how to defeat Joby is don't target Joby, kill the Mortician. Yeah. Um, what I tend to find is kind of a key thing to do whenever you're playing against the Mortician is try and call the Mortician first. Kill the Mortician, yeah. Otherwise, <laughs> everyone's a pain in the ass because they just come back again. So I, I usually go for killing the Mortician yeah. early as possible, but that's not always easy. He's usually hiding behind, you know, a troll. <laughs> the, the other way you can irritate Joby is, although he can pick up a stone within an engagement zone, it costs him more energy than normal. So yeah. still putting engagement zones over stones is worth it, especially if he's only got three energy, because then he'll have to pick it up and he won't have enough energy to chuck it back. And now you have a five health goblin in your melee zone. Which, a five health melee two goblin. Which dies immediately to any melee cut, melee attack. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so there, there, there's that res. You, you, yeah, you don't re- well, you basically don't want to be doing that to mine. This is mine unless you can do a cunning plan afterwards. Yeah. Um, and let, well, there's exceptions, of course. Yeah, a lot like of goblins are like, like, generally like, do this, but there's exceptions to this. Yeah, like if it, like if it's last activation of turn four, or it's sudden death, or something, then you just you grab whatever you get. You, you need to be able to do so. Um, but certainly earlier on in the game, you don't want to be doing that. Mm. Or of course, if the mortician's already dead, I mean, then the you other... might just grab it just so someone's got the moonstone, and then you know, your opponent's got to try and kill him first. But. Mm. Um, Portly Pete can try and keep him alive. I mean, he's only got five health, yeah. but what bodyguard charge can go some ways, at least. Particularly, yeah, it can do, particularly if you do get lucky and, and get a play dead. Because mm. um, okay. you'll still take some damage, but the damage you can pass off onto Portly Pete, and then suddenly he can't be hit for the rest of the turn. Yeah. So. But yeah, the other way around, that's mine, is this is mine, is he still has to be in base contact with the stone. And yeah. if he's only got free energy, uh, you sometimes can position yourself so he can't quite get to the stone in one jog. So there's there's definitely ways around it. It's just something to consider, <laughs> basically. Yeah. And and if there wasn't ways around it, it'd be too powerful. So it's good that there yeah. are. Um, like any ability you read in this game, you think, oh, that looks really cool. Yes, there are ways around it. Mm. Um, certainly, it's important. And um, in terms of what models he's good with. Um, Mortician, first of all, because yeah. he needs a, a model with reanimate rounds, and in Dominion, Mortician's the only one, basically. Yeah. Um, he's quite good. With, he's quite good with lots of goblins that like do Moonstone shenanigans. So, um, Tax Collector, um, Goblin King, Portly Pete, you know, all that lot. And yeah. um, he's qu- quite good fun in Rogues as well, because if you have Belladonna. Now, as well as him being able to sort of just run at any stone and pick it up, he can now be teleported eight inches and run yeah. up to a stone and then pick it up. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Like, yeah. Yeah. You could do a fun rogue list with the mortician in it. Yeah. Have yeah. you ever played the sort of the um, morti- the rogues list with mortician and belladonna where she runs in uh, sort yeah, of? Yeah. yeah. Just murder someone and you pick up again. Yeah. Jovi I plays think, into that I... really. Well, I think I did manage to do like the perfect one where I murdered like I think it was I think it was Gotchka 
Yeah. I, I managed to kill a full health gotcha. Oof. And then that's, that's absolutely disgusting, and I love it. Um, and I can't remember how I did it. It was a bit of a setup because obviously my I was playing I was playing against Jack, and he's clever enough at this game to know. But I think I managed to do it where I stopped playing with something, and then I had a, I can't remember how I did it, but I did manage to kill. Might have been on full health, but I managed to do it, and it was just like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, um, Jeremy, Jeremy plays really well into that list because you've got like a model anyway, which is sort of repeatedly being slain and a mortician anyway. You can throw Revenant into that three um, because, well, he can activate the battle on the catastrophe and Joby's got a pretty nice catastrophe as well to um, yeah. add to that. Yeah. And then, I guess, you know, take your pick from there, Muradai, Creep. But yeah, it's a really weird room. Mm. It's quite a versatile one, really. Like I said, you know, well, I mean, like at the moment, obviously, I mean, I don't know, there might be more Dominions with reanimate later but at the moment he doesn't need the mortician but yeah um apart from that like he needs the mortician at the moment but actually he can fit into a lot of troops because mm. he doesn't have anything that's specifically goblins so he does he doesn't need to be the goblins um he, oh, I, I think I, I i could see him being in quite a few i mean if you're going for a very kind of hitty list or shooty list you might not bother bringing him um because you need to have him with the mortician mm. and you might prefer to bring beaky or um Freya as, a, as just more reliable, just healers. Um, I've, had, like, um, yeah. I've had some fun with him in a troll list as well, because obviously trolls, two energy, they're picking up stones. If you have like Noel, Boulder and Bristlenose, and obviously that's your big scary trolls run into the middle, bleh, um, stick melee zones over stones and scare people, and then you just have Mortician and Joby in the back. Mortician, obviously, because... It's nice reanimating a troll whenever it's died. Well, it's nice for you. Your opponent probably disagrees. And then <laughs> whilst uh, trolls are sort of putting all their melee zones over all these stones so your opponent can't get them, Joby could just sort of, you know, casually sort of sneak in, grab one of the stones and then chuck it back to the mortician to pick up. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. It could be fun. Definitely. Mm. Um, but I think he could fit into quite a bit. He'd be quite good luck with like, the goblin airship because although he doesn't, he doesn't go, he can't work with it directly. He's so, the Goblin actually can't pick up Moonstone and he's really good at it. So it's yeah. kind of that counter. That counter. Um, and also, like, he's a very, he's a very nice one, but he, if you get, if you do, if you do get his up on him, he's quite vulnerable. Mm. So you, sometimes you might, you might want other models around him to kind of distract your opponent. Mm. Like, don't you, don't you, JB, shoot at this big airship. It's really scary. Shoot the big, scary airship, which yeah. is actually shooting. Leave the little goblin, dude. He's fine. He's not going to be annoying at all. Shoot yeah, the big, his, scary thing. His gun doesn't even work. You don't need to worry about yeah. him. Yeah. His gun will kill himself. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he's a decent target for Sticky Tongue because he's got minus one evade. So he is a target for Sticky Tongue from the airship. And you, do you really care if Joby suffers a wound? I mean, he's going to probably kill himself at the end of his activation anyway, so who cares? Yeah. He's great with the Goblin King for that as well. If you take like a, a like an absolutely massive crit in melee for like 11 damage, and obviously Goblin King will bother pass off with Royal Privilege, that'll kill any Goblin. Don't really care if it kills Joby, do you? <laughs> you just activate the Mortician and bring him back again. Okay, when he does come back, he's only he's got one less energy, so he hasn't got enough energy to do that's mine, this is mine. So that is another way to deal with Joby if you're worried about him sneaking to a melee zone and picking up a stone. You just kill him because when he comes back, he's only got two energy. Yeah. 
Yeah. And then and the other thing as well is that the goblin player has to activate the mortician before Joby can come back with that two energy. Mm. So then they've probably activated their only healer. Because mm. very rarely would you bring the mortician and another healer. Um, not regularly, no. I mean, yeah, you might, of course, but you're not regularly yeah. going to do that. So, because um, gob- unlike unlike Commonwealth and Leshevolt, who are just full of healers, you could easily have multiple healers, but mm. Dominion don't, don't have that. Uh, it's not part of their playstyle. So, yeah, killing him, which means, okay, well, I've got to go with the mortician now in order to bring him, or at least I have to activate the mortician first before he can do something. Um, and again, because I've on three health, so he's again, when he does come back, he's still quite easy to kill after that again. And you might have to get the clean twice, okay, but yeah. he doesn't get to do anything, that's pretty good. Because Callista loves this guy. Because if you yeah. just position Callista within four inches of him, he's just a three plus one energy. Yeah. Joby and a host of other um of his other friends from that weird looking symbol at the top right of his card, <laughs> which isn't just a Dominion symbol. Joby and a bunch of his other friends are one of the reasons why Callista's uh plus one uh, energy thing needs to go down to a range because when it was but, but when we early play testing of Joby when he was dying and coming out multiple times a turn you just have um Callista always at the same energy as a fairy and it was absurd and that was before we factored in other things from said other symbol on his card yeah, <laughs> other symbol yeah symbol interesting other symbol that we yeah. both know about what it is, but we're not going to say anything. <laughs> um, there's, well, there's actually, a... you you said you said because we were chatting. I said I do say we were chatting a little bit before yeah. we which we before we started. Um, you may as well say. You, I think we can say what it's called, can't we? Because you said you you put it on Discord already. Yeah, yeah, the the, the shades as um, pre- previously. I I say I say I'm pretty sure Tom probably mentioned this on an interview two years ago. He's got a habit of that. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and that, and that's fine. I don't, I don't think Tom's that precious about things like that. Yeah. I think he doesn't like um, sort of things going up public about unfinished yeah. cards. He didn't. You didn't used to mind that, but now he doesn't know it, which is fair enough. Um, yeah, doesn't like kind of unfinished cards going onto videos and things, but. Yeah. Um, it's, I think it's it, yeah. but um yeah he, he likes he likes spoiling yeah. things early i think yeah, but yeah but there's, basically there's a new faction called the shades um, i think we, we won't go into too much detail about what they're like yeah. but they do have a, let's just say that joby will quite like being with them <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, yeah the, the, i mean the main reason we don't like um at this point like um early cards go off we don't want to dis we don't want to disappoint people because early versions of cards uh, when they get out there there's a lot of things change sometimes i mean you've probably seen version one of joby and he looks nothing like this yeah. we would we don't like sort of people sort of getting an idea of these cards and then when they actually hit release they're like well these are completely different now this isn't what i saw yeah, so, yeah definitely but, yeah also also with the way that tom i don't, i i know you did it with joby as well uh and we did it with well, daniel too when i when i helped develop him and, and when i and when i actually because i when i came up with diana enraged you we, you start high and you bring them down yeah. oh yeah it's easier to start with an, with, a, with an overpowered model and gradually bring them down that's kind of how Moonstone model, how Moonstone characters yeah. develop. You start, you just go, you go bonkers with the abilities and go, well, this is ridiculous. Let's just try it. Right. Let's, <laughs> let, let's change this to, let's, like Callister, let's change this to a four inch range. Yeah. Let's change the range from this from, from six inches to four inches. Make these little tweaks to gradually reduce the impact of things. Or yeah. you might put the opposite. Okay. Well, we need to put something in that makes it worse um, in one area. 
and Joby yeah, started the early, very early Joby would have just been <laughs> in every single Dominion list ever. Yeah. Um, and again, that's one of those things that I really like about Moonstone. I really like about the way that Tom does this game and the way that it's, you, you've picked up and continued with this as well is how there's whenever you think what I'm going to do, Dominion, I'm going to play, whatever, there's no auto-includes in this game. Mm. You might have models you prefer using, but there aren't like, well, I'm playing Conrad, therefore I must bring this. I'm yeah. playing Metal, I must bring this. I'm playing Dominion, I've got to bring the Mortician, I've got to bring this. No, you haven't. There's nothing like that. Um, quite happily got that balance at the moment. And it's, yeah, it's, I mean, there's some models where you, you pick up and go, well, if I'm going to use this, I'm probably going to bring this one. Like, yeah, I'm like Bama Yeah, I'm, I'm playing Diana, I'm probably going to bring Godka. I'm bringing Fancy yeah. Hat, I'm going to bring Eric. Yes, you have that, those synergies, that's great. But there's no auto-inclusion of action, which I think is really, really good. Um, it's really good that that that's, continues really well. Um, like that, there were issues with that. Oh, that's not another tangent we got now, Joe. But like when the game first came out, and it was just it was basically just the the, the original goblins, fairies, humans, and and gnomes. Yeah, you play goblins. Yeah, I'm going to bring C60 because it was ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> um, you know. Whereas now it's like. Okay, you, you bring him into a list, but not others. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Any more yeah. you want to add about Joby before we move on to Tax Collector? Yeah, well, that was basically, yeah, that's how Joby plays in Dominion, basically. I guess yeah. I'll keep it as that's how he plays in Dominion. Yeah, yeah. And I think when, when the Shades come out, we'll obviously do a big a big old podcast on the Shades. And, oh, definitely. And, and so. But it's fun that he is the first Shades model released. Yeah, I was... I you thought know. we thought it would be quite fun to just sort of sneak one out so people get a. I think you, it's. You might see some themes on this card which which leak through into other shade models. Yeah. So I think it's fun that you because you because you could have you and Tom could have gone well let's not put the shade symbol on there and we'll errata it later. Ah, that's no fun. That's my point. It's really no. Let's be let's let's be fun with it. Let's just put it on. People can talk. Great. Because people talking about a game is exactly what you want to do. Yeah. Um, you know, even if you just think it purely from a marketing point of view, you want people to be excited about what's coming up. I just, I, just love, like... I just love seeing everyone talk about our game. It's, it's so it brings so much joy to see everyone sort of yeah. talking about it and enjoying yeah. it. And yeah, so a fun to go on a slight tangent. Fun fact about the shades is what I I first heard about the shades when we were me when me and Tom were um, playtesting the mortician. Because like midway through our game, when I think at that point I was winning, he just suddenly drops on me. Oh, I need to make sure I get reanimate right because that's going to be the basis of the, sh- the, the fourth fact. That's going to be one of the basis for the fourth action, the shades. And of course, I just was very distracted for the rest of the game, and I think I went on to lose that one. So <laughs> that was a sneaky little tactic from Tom yeah. there. That was I'm, some I'm... mind games he got you in there. I'm not saying he brought up a fourth faction to distract me and win a game, but I'm following the evidence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Cool. Right. Well, let's move on to the last one. I really, um, I read one of the reasons I really like this last guy, Tax Collector, is I just, I can't, I've ordered them obviously, and they'll to be arriving quite soon. I can't wait to paint this model. Um, yeah. Oh, she's. I've seen. I've seen her model. She's just. Bri- she's. Oh, she's just brilliant. Well, I mean, first of all, first um, woman, uh, first female goblin. So like, amazing. It's um, yeah. so and glad to get that in the game. Like, I love the fact that basically all the other goblins are probably scared of her. <laughs> 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 because he's a tax collector, 
So they're all going to be like terrified of the task because task who dots care of task Well, 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 um, well, well they're, they're a fan of her if she offers them a rebate. Yes. <laughs> and um, if, if it's Black Rex Day and they wish to prove their wealth, as I yeah. think that was the, the story Susie put out. Yes, yeah, I have, I have, yeah, yes, I think I did read something yeah. about that. I can't remember now, but um, so anyway, I'll go to the card again. So anyway, just <laughs> the model and the model you can now see the the sort of three D image of the almost called now render. Yeah, of the model on, on the website now because it's like it's on it's up for sale. It's it's pre-ordered at the time of recording. Um, obviously it'll be for sale, and it's just this great this like little goblin with the the old sort of uh, like judges wig style hair. Um, I don't know what they're called. Yeah, they I think I lost it then. I, I actually looked it up earlier. So remember what it's called? Now I've forgotten. Um, wearing kind of a sort of quite a proper sort of uh, suit. Um, with a scroll in front of her, which I'm definitely going to have to write something funny on it. Um, probably going to write. Jo- I, I don't know why. I'm going to write. Joby owes me one. <laughs> <laughs> well, well. In other news, Google calls them a full-bottomed wig. Okay, that's what we're going to call it. <laughs> I might be completely wrong. My knowledge on wigs is very low. I'm ashamed to admit. Yes. Yeah, I have hair, so I don't need to. <laughs> um, anyway. Not something I've got to worry about anytime soon, so it's not um, something I've learnt yet. Yes. Right, so she's a just goblin. She is just Dominion. She hasn't got the sneaky little other faction symbol on her. No. Just goblin as well, so no other no other um, keywords apart from goblin. Melee 3, though, which I think I looked at, I thought that's quite high for a non-melee character. Normally it's kind of 2, basically. Uh, range one, arcane zero, evade minus one. Again, this is one of the more complicated models. It could take me a bit of time to go through these abilities, but they are fun, so do stay tuned. Got an ability called inheritance tax. When a friendly goblin character within four inches and line of sight is slain, you may place one moonstone the character was in possession of in base contact with this model at depth value of four. And as we did talk about Joby, that is absolutely mental. Yeah. <laughs> it is once per game, which I think I yeah. it wasn't at one point, and I'm very glad it now is. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, it'd be really useful if there was a goblin who regularly picked up moonstones and kept being slain, wouldn't it? Yes, but also particularly useful if you're using Joby, and you, as we said earlier, I didn't, I didn't want to mention it until we got to Task Collector. I thought if you, you happen to do this, is mine, that is mine. Don't have the extra energy for cunning plan and just stand there and let them kill you and then give it to Task Collector. Yeah. Oh, I thought the other one is if Joby has two stones and uses a cunning plan, he can yes, chuck one of them back one. and then yes. trigger an inheritance tax on the tax collector so she can collect the other one. Yes, that was my other thing. I was going to say, yeah, that, that is the way to get around that problem of having two moonstones and cunning plan. <laughs> that problem of having too many moonstones. Yeah, that real problem in the game of owning too many moonstones. Um, oh, it's, it's a tough life for some goblins. <laughs> it is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Next ability, so these are all passive. It's called Friskal Stimulus. Um, when this character is involved in a round of melee, it gains plus one melee stat and reduces all melee damage suffered by minus X, where X is the number of moonstones the enemy character is in possession of, which is absolutely... That, that would give her to... That, if they're holding two, two moonstones, that give them melee, that'd give her melee five and minus two damage. Oh, yeah. She, she awesome. gets plate armor if the opponent's wealthy enough, basically. <laughs> yeah, basically gets plate armor. Um, she's also got Swift. Like a few other characters got, like um, 
Fenter's got Swift. Mm. Um, I think Napoli's got Swift as well. Yeah, um, and every fall if Hoff is nearby. But it's actually the first Goblin yeah. Swift. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, okay, cool. all the yeah. Goblins so far, this is the first one with Swift. Awesome. So she's the first female Goblin, and or oh, first one Goblin in the game, and the first one with Swift. So Swift mm-hmm. being, if she takes a reaction step while engaged by an enemy, she can go two inches rather than one, and it's once per turn. So those are her, her three um, passive abilities. She's then got two active abilities. First one's called Rebate, cost three, eight inch range. Target other character restores X plus two wounds or moves X plus two directly towards this character, where X is the number of moonstones targets in possession of. For characters without moonstones, X is zero. So that's quite a good clarification that if they're holding none, they still can move. Yeah. Um, if, if they're holding none, it's zero, not nil. So they still heal two or move two. Yeah. So there's a nice way to just heal, heal some wounds, particularly, mm. you know. As we said at the beginning of this, this is all about models with moonstones. If you've got a model who's up there with moonstones and suffering a little bit, um, she's basically another, as we were we also mentioned earlier, that Dominion don't have that many healers. She's basically another healer. Um, she's a really efficient healer if someone's got lots of stones. If you have the king, if the king has like three stones sort of piled up from the course of the game and she offers him a rebate, that's a five wounds heal without even drawing yeah. arcane cards, which is pretty yeah, so really, crazy. I really think that anything that heals in this game without having to do arcane is really good. That's one of the reasons mm. Mamagin is so, is so useful because she can just heal without having to um, draw cards. Not that she's bad when she does draw cards, she draws six, but anyway. Um, then she's got an ability called Income Tax. Um, cost of zero. So this is great because you can do rebate and income tax in one turn. Um, Eight increases once per turn. Target enemy character in possession of at least one moonstone cannot take a jog or step or reaction step until the end of the turn. Bear with me, it isn't as bad as it sounds. Um, <laughs> the enemy character may immediately spend X energy to cancel this effect, where X is the number of moonstones they are in possession of. If they do, this character gains that much energy. So even if they do do it, this character gains energy. <laughs> bit like oh man um so long old ability but really fun so you can either if you've got um well if you've got a model with two energy and two moonstones um and do income tax they have to either accept not being able to move at all apart from being pushed by someone um for the remainder of the turn or having to give up all their energy basically to get a jog um, yeah, it's pretty nasty you, if you're not, not only giving up their energy, but giving their energy to the dark collector. Um, who, then might, who then might use it to offer you a rebate and pull you in. Yeah. And if you've got yeah. two stones, it's a four-inch drag, which is not nice. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, um, yeah, I, I can't wait to use this one. I can't wait to use her. She's, um, she's incredibly annoying as she kind of could should be she's a destruction piece she's kind of she's like uh, a model like Kaufman she's just a major pain in the neck yeah and I've, that, that was exactly what I was thinking when I read how I was like oh this reminds me of Kaufman um Kaufman whatever yeah. you want to call it um and there was another one she reminded me of who just really well the Goblin King's really annoying actually but <laughs> <laughs> um there's another model I was thinking that's but whenever I see that I'm like oh god damn it um Nassie? uh yeah, not not too much. We're always too worried about Natty because she's yeah. um 
well, Mamma Gimbal's, uh, I can't remember, I can't, I can't remember, I think of now, a model where I was like, well, Boris is one that's like, oh, God damn it. I'll <laughs> <laughs> do the Boris or game. Um, Bring out the pulse damage. I, I, think, I think it might have been Boris, I just thought, they're, they're models you're like, right, I've got to work out how to deal with that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I can't wait to use her though. Oh, I forgot to mention her. So her signature move is on high guard, seven health, so quite you know, pretty good health for a goblin. Seven. Um, not low because it's going to use a support piece um, with three energy. And her signature is pay up. So high guard does, does no damage at all. But if this character was not slain, it may take possession of up to one moonstone carried by the enemy. The enemy character may spend one energy to cancel this effect. If they do, this model gains one energy. <laughs> so a bit like income tax. Yeah. Um, that, but that's just a million dead. She forces you to pay tax on your moonstones, and that taxes your energy, <laughs> basically. I'm guessing that, you clarify this, is if she's not in melee range, though, it won't work. Correct, because it is affecting your opponent. Yeah, so that, that's the same as normal. So that's the way, the way to get around that is to have someone with a two-inch melee that hits her, um, and hope she doesn't have any energy to get in. But then yeah. she's got swift, so she'll just leg it if, she, if she's got energy. Yep. So, um, yeah. Or swift if you want to. If, you get, if, the, if you've got a three inch melee, you could just get in. Um, anyway, either way, she has ways around that too. But yeah, why don't why don't you talk us through a bit? She um, is oh, how to put her? Very annoying to play against. <laughs> yeah. If you're if you're trying to grab moonstones and then get away from her, you absolutely cannot because if you stack. What if you usually if you're doing that you're stacking at least two maybe three stones on a model she's just going to walk up to that model demand you give up all your mobility or three energy and then just pull you back to her so trying to if the second she's on the table grabbing and running is very hard yeah the other um not great thing to do when she's around is stack all your stones on one model because if you stack all your stones on one model, she's just going to income tax that model, and then just you're going to have one model, which is really suffering. So she's good against model like Swiggity and Goblin King, like ones that really like to stack it. Um, way around that, obviously, is um, not putting all your stones on one model, but spreading them throughout your troop, which does unfortunately have the side effect of slowing down your own troop, but it is a way around her. Um, mm. Otherwise, she's just a pain. Uh, she's great against things like the Revenant or Moles is hard. She's a really good anti-Revenant. Moles is hard to get stones off of because she just walks up to them and just hits them in melee. Which um, see her her melee game is weird. So if she's involved in melee with a model with a stone, she's absolutely fine. She's basically got the equivalent of Ramjackal armor, but better if they got one stone, or plate armor if they got two stones. So she can basically run into melee, uh, attack said model, and just fish for high guards to get them to give the stone to her. Uh, yeah. If she's against something that doesn't have a stone, say Gotchgut comes along and decides to make an attack against her, she will fold like a wet paper bag, and that's what Swiss is there for. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Basically. Yeah. But otherwise, yeah. if someone with a stone is attacking her, she's usually safe as houses and she can try and nick the stone off them for um, what they're doing it's income tax is quite useful for that because she's got three energy base um if you're income taxing an enemy with one stone 
I think it's fair to assume most people, when uh, most players, when told to give up all of your movement or one energy, will usually choose one energy. So she's got a base of three energy, but she's probably going to tax one energy of someone. So she's kind of got four energy. That's enough for a replay type on a friend to heal them or move them or on an enemy to pull them in. And then that one energy that's left over is great for Swift if she's fearing rebuttal or her melee attack and the signature. And the great thing about her signature is if she spends one energy, uh, you get the signature off and you decide, I don't want to give her my stone. I'll pay her in energy. You've just paid her in energy, so she's going to make another attack. And it can sort of just recurse on itself until you inevitably end up giving her a stone. Because, you know, this is the three inevitable things in life. Death taxes, and you will give this tax collector your stone if she attacks you in melee. It's a little long-winded than the original joke, but... Yeah, and I guess the thing, if you're holding a stone, she's going to take less damage. Yeah. (laughs) Well, uh, I mean, really, the answer to that is, is... Do lots of le- do do lots of rising attacks. <laughs> yeah, and hope you can kill her before she takes too many things off you. I've had some wonderfully silly games where you have like a troll or a giant or this massive imposing melee character who's holding two stones just running away from the tax collector yeah. just because their their melee bonuses are useless against her and she's just going to run in and steal all of their stones. And then meanwhile, you have. One guy, uh, one guy who doesn't have a stone who just run along and just one shot her because she's got she's got no uh, damage reduction against that. Yeah. A good one, yeah. Boulder not holding a stone is horrific against her. Yeah, I mean he's horrific against most people. To be fair, <laughs> <laughs> if he can get if he can get his big hug off, then it's horrible anyway. But um, I try to think what I try to think what else is because what in terms of what she's good with, she's basically good with any. Particularly goblins, um, because yeah. of inheritance tax. Um, not that she would be useless with, without goblins, but um, she's yeah. preferable because otherwise you're losing a whole ability. Um, but I'm just trying to think it's good against her. So, like you say, like spreading out your moonstone is good. Um, I guess if you can injure her from range, she has no defense against range ability. So she's minus one. It's a bit frustrating, but. If you've got something like um, like, like no, a, a gnome gun line, is probably quite happy shooting at her. Because mm. if you've got Mama Gimbal nearby, you've probably got Arcane 4. Um, and if you can get a good hit off and get her health down, then she's still a bit more concerned. Um, but if she's... Like say, charge someone into combat with her who doesn't mm. have a Moonstone and yeah. preferably have a three-inch melee. Yeah. Um, yeah, jug so, charging yeah. and basing her might one-shot her. Yeah, like charge Waspin on her and stab her in the face. And just oh, yeah. Her. Um, Funny enough, against... not very many people like not not very many people like wasp charging at them. Oh the no, 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 no! Very few people. It's funny you mentioned gnome gun lines because she has got her place against the gnome gun line. Because if you want to send a model up to a sort of sentry to board to pick up a stone, and obviously you're afraid of getting shot at because, well, naturally, you can have a sort of lurking just sort of within four inches of that character, which has just gone up the board. Then whenever they grab that stone, when the gnomish gun line, you know, does what it does best, they can chuck the stone back to her so that stone isn't completely lost, slash you don't have to yeah. send anyone else into yeah, yeah. no man's land, I will call it, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um and if you keep her, like I say, behind other models, it's gonna be probably at least another minus one to her mm. made, possibly another minus two. So if they, if they were gonna decide to kind of shoot past the model in front and try and get her instead it's going to be very difficult 
Um, yeah, in, in terms of other models she plays well with, um, the two guys in uh, the box she plays really well with, funnily enough. I think we've covered inheritance tax because Joby nat normally has stones and he's normally dying. So, um, yeah, there's that. Um, Portly Pete is just great if you just want to layer up lots of moonstone defenses. So, if you have, like I was mentioning earlier, you have like a stone on Vicious Seared, a, zone, a stone on Doug, and you're sending them both forwards, and they're obviously slightly tougher because Portly Pete can bodyguard damage for them. You can sort of layer up that defense even more by having Tax Collector around. And then when they, if they do eventually die, I mean, it's slightly tougher because Portly Pete can bodyguard them. If they do eventually die, your opponent doesn't get that stone. You can chuck it back to the tax collector. And I had quite a lot of fun with just tax collector, Portly Pete, and then the Goblin City box. She got a nice little healer in Beaky Bobby. Tax collector just pushes people around and just uh, with rebate and sort of hangs back with inheritance tax. And Sid and Doug pick up uh, Sid and Doug are very weird because they pick up stones and then they use the stones they're in possession of to become better frontline fighters. Yeah. It's a very weird list, but it works quite well. And it's a nice sort of, it's a nice sort of, if you just want to stick these guys down on the table with something you're familiar with, then I would say just go for it. It's nice to have a bunch of goblin soldiers running around with sort of some weird moonstone defensive tech and, you know, Beaky Bobby's always nice. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. So, and I think she could, she could fit into quite a lot of goblin lists, really. Um, mm. Like, she can be particularly fun with, like, yeah, well, I'll keep JB and um, others, but she could be finding a lot of goblin lists, really. Mm. Um, She's quite nice alongside Fire Spirit with the right list. Because your opponent has a list where they sort of catapult a model up, grab a Moonstone or two, then Tax Collector can activate before Fire Spitter jog up and use rebate to pull that model into the fire spitter's range yeah and well if you've got fire spitter and you're playing tax collector you'll probably have portly pete so portly pete's given the tax collection energy and pushed pushed him up as well and now tax collector activate uh, so fire spitter activates fires twice probably does some not unsubstantial damage <laughs> yeah definitely cool well that's kind of the three I think we've kind of covered pretty well who mm. they play with as we've gone along, really. Yeah, and I think so. How to play against them fairly well, actually. I don't think we need to add, particularly add any more on. On is there anything you kind of want to add about any of them in particular? Um, I think we've covered it pretty well. We've managed um, to do it in just under an hour. Um, yeah, there's, something else, there's something else we wanted to mention, but. Um, surprisingly it, but... concise isn't it yes um in terms of other things i want to mention to them um i don't know i mean i i this is like the, the second troop box i've sort of um helped develop for the game and yeah it was this one's sort of well i think they're all going to hold a special place in my heart but obviously this one holds a special place in my heart for two reasons joby I don't think I need to sort of say anything else. But Tax Collector, funnily enough, was one of the first models I actually started drafting rules for, um, for Moonstone. Uh, she wasn't the first released um, after I started, obviously. But yeah, she was one of the first ones I started drafting. So she sort of holds a special place in my heart for that one. Um, and uh, I, 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 love, I love any model which buffs the Fire Spitter because as you are... 
probably aware from our first and only game, Fire Splitter yeah. is uh, probably half the reason I accidentally got so deep into this game. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah. anything that's but, uh, a good friend of mine. Well, I where we like about this true box is I think they often they they now offer a slightly different way of playing with goblins. Mm. And anything that changed because also I think it's interesting that this this particular true box kind of essentially gone back to the a bit of basics with with goblins in that they are goblin based. Mm. You know, it's very shenanigany. Um, the very shenanigany, but like I said, like. When Moonstone first was released, and it was the start and the first Kickstarter with the start set and then the fairies and the gnomes, almost all the abilities in those first few models was all race based. Mm. And you didn't really mix fairies and goblins. You you could do it with gnomes and humans a little bit, but you didn't really mix the original humans and gnomes much. Or you didn't really mix. It didn't really feel like there was dominion and combat. It felt like there were four factions. It felt like it, mm. it felt like it was goblins, fairies, humans, and gnomes. Um, since then it's kind of spread a little bit like with the particular release of Lesh Revolt, very much felt like right, we released this whole faction and you can play it and it did feel like you could play any of it together um, just models are played up together like that of course as, as always but it felt like it spread out a little bit yeah this I get, you, I get gone, what you this process has gone back and not, not saying it's a bad thing it's just interesting that this has gone kind of back to that Mainly race based. I mean, obviously, Joby when the shades come out will be different because he'll be he'll go, he'll go with them plenty. Um, but like Paulie Pete and Tax Collector, ideally need to be with other goblins. Mm. Um, if you're doing a mixed a mixed race Dominion list, there would there, there could be a good reason why doing it, of course. But um, mm. but even then. Even then with Joby, he doesn't have abilities which target other goblins, but he likes being around other goblins because plus one energy, which a lot of goblins have, give another goblin one energy. Plus one energy on him is the difference between him holding his stone and about to die in the melee in the melee's engagement zone and him throwing a stone right next to Doug. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Joby probably like although Joby I think is probably also at the same time more flexible in the sense that he could be, for example, with like the Duchess and Creep. Oh, yeah. Um, we can give out that extra energy as well. Um, uh, so, yeah, he's, Joby's probably the one I think that, that could fit into a lot, a lot of Dominion lists mm. a bit easier. Not that Paulie Pete and... Not, I'm not saying that you wouldn't have a list with Paulie Pete and Dax Hedgehog that don't have any other... There isn't a goblin there. But... You'd, you'd be looking at if you have a list task actually, you're probably going to be using if you've got a troop of six you're probably going to be wanting five goblins yeah or, or four goblins mainly goblins but i see what you mean it's not an entirely new um a keyword or archetype it's sort of uh back to uh back to goblins then all being goblins and a lot of abilities affecting goblins and then all having a good yeah. goblin-y time together i mean yeah the, the, this box definitely isn't it's not like sort of the previous box which was a sort of this brand new um trait with the norse and it's not like the next box is going to be which is going to be a brand new keyword with the tree folk these guys are sort of visiting uh, a currently out faction and sort of digging deeper into an archetype which is just about there at the moment if you squint yeah. a bit like with 
Goblin King and his activation um, trickery, as well as Goblin King and his sort of moonstone nicking shenanigans and Krusty Balboa juggling them around and Swiggity Swooty doing what he does with them. But yeah, it's been sort of fun to um, to uh, f- further give Goblins further options. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, I'm really excited about these guys, these guys turning up um, <laughs> and using them. They're going to be really fun. Yeah, I I managed to uh, go in and I managed to go into the Moonstone office last um, Wednesday and uh, pick up my box den alongside um, seamless segue a coronation <laughs> chicken. Yeah, yeah. And I, I saw the coronation chicken model at Salute because Tom had one. He just just put it in a display cabinet and didn't tell anyone. <laughs> <laughs> he, um, he does that, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's just I can't. I'm I'm almost not quite just because of my own personal attachment to the model. Almost as excited about the coronation chicken as I was about Diana enraged. Um, oh wow! The big thing because Diana enraged was big thing for me because that was Diana was, was my favorite model when we started the game, and I helped develop both the model and the rules Diana enraged and the scenario. <laughs> so she has a special place in my heart. And the coronation chicken one, I think it's 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 the model is kind of on par with how awesome the Diana and Rage model turned out. Yeah. Um, I can't really do, we can't really do justice to explaining it on a podcast, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I think if you haven't ordered it yet, if you're listening to this in three months' time, uh, never mind, Dave. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it's just but, for this month only. So, um, I, I will be putting this podcast up either today or tomorrow, or from yeah. other I'm recording on the 10th. Um, so if, going soon, if you haven't ordered it yet, get, my goodness, get, get it, because... Once it's gone, you will really regret it if you haven't got it. Yeah. Um, it is amazing. Um, it's, it's the it's, Goblin King being crowned with other goblins being squashed by clones and pushing. Yeah. Just, oh, how 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 you guys have managed to fit such an amazing looking model on a thirty mil base? <laughs> <laughs> it was a thing with Diana and Rage. Like that was a tough to try and fit on a thirty mil base. Um, but uh, yeah, it is a wonder. I can't wait to get. I think I think I'll probably will build will build him and paint him immediately. Everything else will get shoved to the side while I paint him, paint that. Um, my, because, yeah, my yeah. death and tax is sitting on my desk at the moment as well as my coronation chicken, and I, I was going to say I don't know where I start. I should start with Joby. Really. Yeah, <laughs> I think yeah. Joby does are quite small, so he probably wouldn't take the dog to paint. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's only a single piece. I'm pretty sure it's a single piece. Uh, where is he? Yeah, he's only a single piece. Nice and easy to put together. <laughs> I have no excuse for not having him assembled. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you don't. Um, cool, yeah. So, yeah, definitely check out the Connie Kajiki one. And if you if you missed out on it, I apologise. Well, I don't apologise, but never mind, because it is awesome. Um, but the only thing I want to say before we go, because that's, that's pretty much it, is we wanted to mention because again at this point of recording we are two no three weeks before the UK Games Expo, which is at the mm. beginning of June of this year, and we couldn't not mention the two awards that Moonstone has won, uh, very well deserved. Um, uh, the one they've won the best miniature range and best rule set. I mean, if you're developing a game. <laughs> Those are kind of the best awards to get, aren't they? Um, basically, yeah. saying you've got the best model, the best models of this year, and you've got the best rules for a game. 
okay, what else is there? <laughs> <laughs> I suppose, but um, I know there's probably ones like best game and best other, best other things as well, but those are two awesome prizes to get. And I'm really chuffed for everyone that's been, I mean, for Tom particularly, you know, he's been slogging at this for a long time and having you guys, having you and Susie, I think Michael does some stuff with him now as well on board, helping him out is really great. It's a real, um, uh, I don't know what we're looking for, indictment, isn't I right? No, a real um, sign of the, of the commitment that's gone into this game and, and how just how good, how original the game is and how original the models are and the concept and everything. It's, it's, I'm, I was really, really happy when I saw that. I was really excited. And, and for my, for me, like, um, obviously, I, I kind of do less than I used to now, which is fine for me because I literally don't have time anymore. Um, but, you know, the small part I've played in helping Moonstone get where it is, I feel quite, quite sort of proud as well. So um, that's really, so basically just big congratulations for me and uh, to everyone who's been involved and help Moonstone get to where it is because um, that's a great, a great two awards to win. Anything you want to add, Joe? Uh, yeah, it's it's absolutely the same with, with speechless. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Basically, um, yeah. I mean, I only sort of joined recently, obviously. So everything from what will be book three is stuff I'm work. I've previously, I've done playtesting for book two and. Um, Book three is when I sort of really kicked off starting to develop the models. But even for that sort of toe-in sort of um, uh, commitment uh, and um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, the thing I'd be able to give to the game. It's, yeah, it's speechless. It's surreal. <laughs> I've, yeah, got, yeah. I've got no other way to put it. Yeah. No, it's very cool. It's very cool. I think we'll leave it on that note because that's a really positive end yeah. to the podcast. So it's I, really nice. I could, um, I could leave it on another note. <laughs> okay, go on then. Go on. I, I should have mentioned this beforehand. I should have mentioned this beforehand. Um, beforehand. Um, but I've got uh, another tournament coming up. So, okay. Yeah. Go on. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah go ahead. I'll have a look at uh, Longshank, see if there's any other tournaments up and coming as well. But I've, I'm running another tournament in two months' time. Yes, July 29th in Bristol. So uh, I think there's 15 players signed up so far. Uh, I'm expecting a few more. So, yeah, you should come down if you fancy four rounds of Moonstones. Um, get to use your um, new shiny goblins. I looked at that and thought, oh, maybe I'll try and come to that. And I said, said to my wife, are we busy on the 29th of July? Yes, we're away for my, my mum's 70th birthday. Damn it. Ah, that's very <laughs> reasonable. But um, seeming the segue, actually, because I haven't run a tournament for a while. And I've been thinking about running another tournament in, in this, what I, the summer holidays for me, because I'm a teacher. Mm. Um, I'm going to put a, a message onto my, I don't do much on it now, what, what the, the Norfolk Moonstone Players Group and on the Moonstone Players Group about people being interested in doing a tournament in Norfolk. Because I've been thinking about arranging that. I don't, don't think I've really done one since COVID, to be honest, because it's just been too difficult. Um, but yeah, I'm going to try and do another tournament as well because it's been too long and I wouldn't really go running them. So yeah. um, keep, keep keep your eyes peeled for another tournament tournament in the Norfolk area, everyone. Yeah, it's super easy with Longshanks. Have you ever had a look at Longshanks? 
yeah, I used, I, used, I looked at it when I used to play Guild Ball. Oh, of course. Yeah. And I, I never ran Guild Ball tournaments because I didn't want to, but um, I remember looking at it then. So, yeah. yeah. Super Easy does it all for you. It's. Yeah. Um, I think some people are probably worried about me in my first three or four tournaments when everyone finished and I was very, very hurriedly scribbling things down on a pen and paper trying to work out who's playing who next. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah takes yeah, all of that out of it. Yeah, yeah, I remember the same things, yeah. Cool. All right. Well, we'll leave it there then. Thanks a lot again for coming on, Joe. Thanks for being on for episode 50. Not a problem. So the, the, land, the landmark half century. Um, long may that continue. I'll have to get you on for it. <laughs> if I get there, which I'm sure I will, because I don't, I don't see myself stopping at any point, as I said in the intro. Um, we'll have to, I'll have to do something special for like, if I get to 100. I'll have to get, I'll have to get like everyone on. No, 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 no. Everyone on I can. We'll have to get like you on, Tom, Susie, Jack, Mark, because he's been playing for ages as well. Paolo, not, maybe. Not if you get to a hundred, when you get to a hundred. When, when I get to when you get to a hundred. When I get to hundred, <laughs> I'll have to get as many people as I can. Because yeah, definitely. Cool. All right. Well, I'll we'll leave it there. So thanks very much for coming on again, Joe. No um great to be here. I'm sure we'll do it. I, I you haven't heard the intro yet, Joe, at the point of recording this, because I recorded it without you. But I have mentioned that we will continue to do these podcasts with you, with you on them, talking about new boxes because it's really good. Oh, um, so yeah, we'll we'll and we'll have to do a, we'll have to do a big one when the shades come up. Oh yes, oh yes. Let's see if we can surpass that um, Lesher Vault recording time. <laughs> see if we can beat our time. Um, <laughs> and to plan in some tangents, um, <laughs> just to make sure we beat it. Cool. All right. Well, thanks a lot for for coming, Joe, and. Um, Hopefully the next episode should be the next chapter. Um, as I said in the intro, I've written about half of it, I think. Um, but I'm being a bit of a perfectionist about writing these chapters, so it's taking a bit longer. So, yeah. Okay, thanks a lot for listening, everyone. Um, and check out us next time. <laughs>